0: at LuckyLandSlots.com
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and
0: conditions apply.
2: Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast the weekend of Saturday, February 26, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo.
1: Hey, How, How are
2: you doing, G-Man? You all right? I'm
1: not bad. I'm not bad, mate. I'm just uh, just basking in a, an average week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Glorious. Um, our show's guest last week was Connor Mack. Connor's unable to join us for the review this week, so Gordon and I will take you through what happened to all three of us last week. Before a quick ad break, as usual, and then revealing this week's guest um, this for week's the second half guest. of the show. Not a mystery to me. I know it is. And not a mystery, uh, and it won't, it won't be a mystery to patrons either. We do have a Patreon channel, which you can find by downloading the Patreon app and searching Trampled Bet or www.patreon.com forward slash trampled bet. You get access to this show in video format, as soon as we record it. So tonight is Tuesday evening, so you'll get it on Tuesday evening. You also get all the picks that we're about to divulge written down in a handy sort of cheat sheet format and a lot of extra content when it comes to horse racing, MMA, darts and various other things. And also when this show cuts to a break in the middle, you get a nice expanded section where we talk about all the picks that we quite liked but didn't make the show as well as anything else that's going on this week. So £6 a month to join the Trample Bet Club on Patreon. We would love to have you there. So, G-man, last week a reasonable week overall for the show. Yeah, not I mean, a good week for me after I had two very good weeks in a row. Um, yeah, and it was all it all started with my with my banker pick that that put the writing on the wall for the weekend. So, a high flying Bremen against a very poor Ingolstadt in the German Bundesliga's Vi. This game ended one each, despite the fact Bremen had like over twenty shots and Ingolstadt had one. That one went in with about 10 minutes to go and the game ended one all. Um, absolutely horrible when you're on the wrong side of a game like that.
1: Yeah, not not a good start to the week uh, for us in there. But, you know, uh, banker wise, I, I went to, a, as, as John Walker consistently said, a well. You go to a well and the well I'm choosing is Dortmund to score anything to happen in a Dortmund game in the first half and we're now at 17 Dortmund games in a row where that's happened. So at two to seven that rolled in. Uh they, they were two nil up at half time. It was six nil eventually, um which is I mean is is quite a scary proposition considering obviously imagine what Dundee United would do to Bruce Munch and Gladbach if you if you take <laughs> 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 From the weekend up ahead, uh, but yeah, so I, I, a decent result on the banker column, and then it was Connor's turn. Uh, also in Germany. Um, so do you want me to do Connor's bit uh, in here? Because I watched this game. Okay, so well I you can, do it then. You you go for uh,
2: it. Connor had Red Bull Leipzig away at Hertha Berlin. Hertha are very poor just now. Um, Leipzig reasonably consistent. This game one 0 to one nil to Leipzig at halftime. One each. And I was waiting for this to touch even money on a Leipzig win before rebacking it. It got to the hour mark and they were 20 to 21. I hadn't quite pulled the trigger yet. Penalty for Leipzig and a red card for Hertha. The penalty was scored. Leipzig went 2-1 up. Their odds went to hell. And then they ran out 6-1 winners. Yeah, so a very tr- convincing. A very convincing result for Connor there in the banker column. Um, I was just gutted I couldn't get on an in, in-play reback. I was just. Holding out for that that even money odds just never happened.
1: It never came, but, you know, the, the banker wins all that mattered in there. So we were two out of three in bankers, and then it was on to the values. So, Andy, who did you have again in your value space? I had the Urawa Red Diamonds um, after a very convincing
2: um, win against Kawasaki Frontale in their version of the Charity Shield for League winner plays Cup winner. They won as an outsider. Uh, this week, they were away at newly promoted Kyoto Sanga and lost. So it is game week one. I did take a risk, um, but I would expect Uruwa to win that game more often than they don't. Uh, it just so happened this time, they did not win. So not a good pick.
1: I, I thought it was a great pick. I, I Even when it called it the pick of the week, after, I, after their cup performance, but I was lulled into a false sense of security with Urwa that, that I could trust them. And uh, it, Notoriously
2: it, it, like, untrustworthy. Although yeah. I think I think this season, they should be title contenders. They, they really should be. With the additions they've made to their squad, it should be them, the Kashima Antlers, and then the the two from the Kawasaki Frontel and the Yokohama F Marinos. It really is a four-way sort of title contention. Um, so I'll be backing Urua more often than I'll be backing against them this year, for sure.
1: Good. Well, that, 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 is, that is good to know. My value wasn't any better. Uh, my value, rather frustratingly, was on Friday night as well. So this was Mainz versus uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Leverkusen went up 1-0 in the first half. You know, halftime arrived, 1-0, great. They then went down back to one each um, and then Mainz got a goal chopped off as well uh, for offside to take them to 2-1. Leverkusen went up 2-1. That was great. I put my running gear on. I went out of run. I left my phone in the house because I thought, ah, this is in because uh, that was about 74 minutes. And I arrived home to a 3-2 loss um, to uh, Martin Ingevartsen and uh Boituss from Mainz, uh, really, really disappointed in that one. Uh, Leverkusen had, I thought, had turned over a new leaf. They have not. They have once again. Could they do it in a cold, wet night in Mainz? No, was no. the answer. Um, uh, yeah, so disappointed with that one. Values, values have came dif- became difficult for me. That's that. Previously, it was charity. Now it's values. But this week, uh, I'm coming back with hopefully something a bit better. Uh, well. Which-
2: Values have also proved difficult for Connor this week. He had Lazio away at Udinese. This game finished as a one all draw. Didn't start very well with Udinese scoring in the fifth minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was always playing catch up. Lazio did get the goal to go in at half time, one each, but it just fizzled out. It was only two shots on target each. A one all draw seems reasonably fair.
1: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of teams are this week suffered from playing midweek for the first time yeah. in a while, like in European games. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, there was a couple of teams like that as well who, if you look at Man City, you know, uh, losing 3-2 to Tottenham. Liverpool struggled against Norwich. Inter had a tough week. There was a, yeah. it was quite a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, so not, not great in the value section.
2: No. The outsiders, though, we were two out of three outsiders last week. Um, and I liked all three outsiders this week. You didn't. Um, my outsider was in the German Dritte Liga. These teams, definitely not playing in any European competitions midweek. Two of the worst teams um, in in top flight German football. Top flight, I said They're in the third league, but, you know, in the big leagues. Um, Havelsa versus Würzburger Kickers. The home team were 2-1. I figured that was just too big because both teams are equally garbage. Uh, However, Würzburger Kickers went to win this game 3-1 and my outsider lost.
1: Yeah, I mean, you knew my opinion on this pick, but I didn't think it would be that the other way. I mean, we have talked about how shit Tavils are, but, you know, it's, either, either way, it, it's a game, it's a game that in the future hopefully we will avoid <laughs> it's, it's picking the draws. Uh, fortunately, as Andy said, it was two out of three and outsiders for this week and I got my outsider in. Uh, this was incidentally the only regular Italian draw uh, for their regular Saturday kickoffs out of five games. Um, this was LR Vicenza versus Spal. And, um, it was a one-each draw. Overall, uh, Spal's goal, cur- courtesy of someone you may know, Giuseppe Rossi, who was from Villarreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's about 36 now. He's still playing with Spal. Anyway, um, yeah, it was one-each at time, and it was one-each at full-time. Um, rather Italian performance there. Uh, it went off at just over 2-1. Uh, it went off at 11-5. Um, so quite happy with that one in there. And that led us on to Connor's outsider, which I think was now, in hindsight, pick of the week. So it's it's much it's much easier to say that I guess after the games have taken place, yeah. um, than, than before. So he had MK Dons, I believe, uh, against Sunderland. Uh, you know, a, a sensational pick at thirteen to five. There, uh, it actually went off at three to one. Um, oh, really? And,
2: uh, yeah, it was a really really good pick, and it was also pointed out in the Facebook group by a couple of others as well. I know Freddie Quinn particularly liked it and just gave a reminder to everyone to back it. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a great a great pick from Connor. Uh, the MK Dons went 1 0 up, Sunderland equalised, but then MK Dons went on and, and took the winner and saw it the game. So 3 to 1 winner. And, you know, combine that with your 2 to 1 draw. Great week for the Outsiders because I backed them as a Trixie. So that's two weeks in a row. Um, it's been very profitable uh, getting two out of three.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that took us over at the charity where Andy if has his time to shine.
2: We'd won twice in a row in recent weeks. We're going, we for, going for the hat trick. And, um, I hit my charity again. I'm just hitting, I'm just hitting charity picks all the time now. Like, just call me Joey. That's uh, <laughs> I know he's a, he's a habit of hitting, uh, hitting charity picks, and that's what I've been doing lately. So my charity pick, it was the longest odd shot as well. It was Brøndby away at Norgeland in the Danish Superliga, um, foot, top flight football in Denmark, returning for the first time since November of last year, and Brøndby won this game two 0 and went off at odds of seventeen to eleven. So uh, a really hefty price there and and a good boost to the charity pick odds.
1: So Andy had that. I went with something rather less spicy, which was uh, Morton or Draw uh, against Hamilton at the weekend. 1-0 Hamilton. Nothing good came of that pick. Uh, I guess they struggled with having their manager sidelined or not sidelined actually. It's further further out than that. He's not allowed in the sideline. Um, but yeah, Hamilton won this game 1-0. I I had told everyone that I fancied Morton in this game. This was not a good, not a good look yeah. in any in any capacity. Um, but, you know, as much as I fancied my pick, Connor really didn't fancy his when he ended up talking about it. And he was right. Aruka won their yeah, game against right. Gwimare 3-1. It was 3-1 at halftime half and it was 3-1 at full time. So they'd they pretty much they gave up at that point, um, but yeah. So uh, uh, not a great week for the the charity in there. It wasn't even wasn't close. And I'll be back again this week. But hopefully we can bring in some some uh, some expertise in the charity section, and uh, maybe I'll take a week out. Just 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 bring some. Don't in be
2: ridiculous. That. Just rather than I mean, you tried to go extra safe this week with a double chance pick in on the one X two market. Maybe this week try a treble chance pick in the one X two market. <laughs>
1: That's
2: it. I bet <laughs> this, this game to win, draw, or lose postponed.
1: Great, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so not great a week for the charity. Good week for the outsider, uh, and you know one one. I think we're a banker away from a great week, really. In there, yeah, a banker
2: away from a good, from a very positive week. Uh, wasn't our best week, but let's see what we can do this week um, with the inclusion of our mystery guest and uh, our new picks for the week ahead, which will commence after this short break. And now on to this week's picks. But before we do that, we welcome back Trample Bet regular for the guest spot this week, Dave Greenfield. How are we doing, Dave?
0: Hi oh, guys, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me back on. No, Dave delighted. In,
1: yeah, Dave in high definition this week is for <laughs> anyone who's who's a as a patron. And uh, yeah, he's, he's he's changed up his camera settings, and oh, that's a, a new man we've got for the for the podcast this week. So excited for the picks and. Uh, yeah, you. If you weren't on Patreon, you just missed an incredibly comprehensive MLS rundown, including speculative signings. So get yourself on the Patreon. Uh, you'll be able to do that, and we'll take you to this week.
2: Yeah, let's start as always. We start with our banker picks. So these picks are picks we're very confident in that we think will return a win, um, and usually as a result, they're they're quite short odds. Mine this week is not that short. Um, I'm taking not not Connor Mac levels of ambition but you know not John Walker levels of safety <laughs> uh, I'm in the Danish Super League you have to wait a wee bit of time for this one the picks on Monday evening at 6pm UK time for Bronby versus Sonder Jiska and the home win for Bronby is 1-2 to two, uh, which I just think is is far too big uh, Bronby have managed to get themselves up to 3rd place in the league they're only 3 points off top spot so they now like they're legitimate title contenders 33 points from 18 games. Stony second bottom of the league, with 10 points from 18 matches, and they're only one point ahead of bottom-placed Viley. So 33 points compared to 10 points. It's a big golfing class here in the way that these uh, these 2 teams' seasons are going. Bronby are also excellent at home. They lead the league's home game table. They've got 20 points from their nine home games this season. They really perform well when playing, playing at home in Copenhagen. Sondajewska haven't won any games away from home this season. In fact, they've only managed two points from nine away matches. So this is just a huge mismatch. This should be like one to four, possibly one to five. Um, you add into that the fact the Forum also fe- heavily favours Bronby. Perfect 15 points from the last five games. Sondajewska dead last in the Forum table, one point from the last five matches, although do bear in mind there was a large gap there. Um, with the Danish season being off for several weeks. But you put all that together, 1-2 to is massive for a home win. It's just really big.
1: Yeah, like it. Denmark, you, fine. like yeah. that's That's a um, big fan of that. I, uh, I'll i take us to Germany for a minute. It's no surprise to anyone really what this is going to be. I'm just backing the goal in the first half of the Dortmund game. This week they play Ausberg. They actually have to play Rangers midweek as well, which is going to be an interesting game for the neutral if you want to watch that as well um but they face a uh, ausberg at the weekend dortmund are on a stupid run of 17 games in a row with a first half goal uh ausberg are pretty damn good themselves for first half goals last five games there's been a uh, there's been a, a first half goal uh, michael gregorich is the guy who's scoring all their goals at the moment he's getting a goal almost every game um at the moment. So he's, he's one to watch out for if you maybe fancy a correct scorer in there. Um, he's a guy who's just played for like Ausberg, Hamburg, Bochum, St. Pauli. Like he's just, he's kind of drifted around. Like he's basically the kind of striker like Alexander Mitrovic, right? He's never going to get to go play for like anyone. You know, he's, he's he's not, he's not Bayern's next target, right? But, you know, he'll still score a, a hat full of goals uh, in a season. Anyway, this pick's 2-7. to seven. I have nothing else to say about it than it's not let me down yet. And if they keep pricing it at two seven, it's going to keep being my banker. Because why? Why would you turn this down? Um, yeah. So, Dave, take us away. What have you got in the banker slot? Uh,
0: so, I'm in. Mean, uh, I'm on Saturday at the traditional kickoff time of eleven pm. I'm <laughs> in mean, uh, the MLS, and it's uh, DC United versus Charlotte FC. And uh, I like DC United at four to six. So um, it's uh, opening weekend of the MLS. So it's a little hard to predict, but uh, this is Charlotte are a new franchise. So this is their first season in the MLS. Um, obviously, there's no history between the two sides because they've never played before. But um, pre season, DC uh, played four games of 1 2, drawn two whereas Charlotte haven't won a pre-season game. Uh, they've lost three and drawn one. That's not a great start. The uh, Charlotte manager has actually said that the team is not ready for this game. <laughs> <Whether> <laughs> oh, wow. It's yeah. a great late yeah. yeah, but uh, I think it's because that like, the squad just haven't played a professional game uh, together. They've only played like a couple of friendlies. Uh, Charlotte's interesting. Charlotte's two like kind of big signings that they've brought in is a guy called Karol Swiderski, uh Polish forward, and uh, their other one is Christian Fuchs, the, old, uh, oh. the man. Yeah, uh, at left back, but I don't, I can't see him playing every like, every game in the MLS this season. He's uh, knocking on a bit, but um, I mean. To be fair, DC weren't amazing last season. They didn't. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they finished uh, eighth in the Eastern Conference, but I think they'll be uh, hoping to make the playoffs this season. Uh, and if, if you are ever going to back Charlotte, uh, back them at home because they've just obviously built a new stadium, and that they they're at home next week against the Galaxy, and apparently they're going to break the MLS attendance record, they sold 60,000 tickets. Brilliant.
1: That's great. I've got a mate who lived in Charlotte and he was always talking about how they were so close to getting a franchise the whole time he was there and then he came back to Scotland and they finally got it together <laughs> this year. He was like, because he went and seen them when it was independent Charlotte or whatever they were called <laughs> Like when yeah. they played. Um, but yeah, I, I, did see, I, I did see the Christian Fuchs thing. Um, <laughs> but he was interviewed this week and said it, it would be to make the playoffs this year would be a bigger fairy tale than Leicester winning the league. So that gives you yeah, an I mean, idea of their aspirations for this you, season.
0: You don't, you don't really get, they're not tipped to do it a lot this season. I think it's just to kind of like get fans on side, try and keep them at the stadium because obviously, as we know, there's a lot of sports in America that soccer yeah. is what, kind of like low on the list. Yeah. But if they can keep the fans there and then they'll go into like next season.
1: A bit better off. It, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, good pick. Like it, like it. no yeah. no qualm. After that midsection, Dave, you could say it. Uh, you could be to anyone. I'm just content that you know your stuff. Yeah. So,
2: Bronby over 0.5 goals in the first half uh, in the Augsburg Borussia Dortmund game, and then DC United to beat Charlotte. Uh, I've priced that up 2.131 on Bet365 just now. So over two to one for the banker treble is pretty damn good. Uh, there's no price yet at William Hill because they don't have the MLS card up yet. Um, so pretty damn decent. On to the value picks. This is where we try and pick something that we think the bookies maybe have mispriced slightly, or we definitely think there's more chance of it happening in the odds on offer. Uh, for me, I'm in the German Bundesliga vice so the second tier of German football on Saturday at 12.30 for Ingolstadt versus St. Pauli. And I just think that you can get St. Pauli evens in this game. Now, I know Gordon doesn't like this pick. Um, however, Evens is too big for St. Pauli against Ingolstadt. And here's here's why. So the top of the Bundesliga 2 table is, is really heavily congested at the moment. The top five teams are separated by only two points. And St. Pauli are one of those teams. Um, they have 41 points from 23 matches. They're only one point behind top place Bremen. Ingolstadt, on the other hand, are one of the league's real strugglers. They're currently second bottom of the table, although they're joint last on points, so they're only second bottom by virtue of goal difference. They have 15 points from 23 matches, and they're 10 points behind the team, a place above them. So they occupy one of the automatic relegation spots, and they're 10 points behind the playoff spots. They're in, in real bad trouble. St. Pauli have won the last five meetings in a row between these two teams. The most recent being a 4 1 thrashing back in September. Now, form wise, both teams aren't on an excellent run of form just now, but quality wise, there is a huge gap here. Um, and, and even money price on St. Pauli is just very, very appealing.
1: You want my, my counter bit? It's not it's not yeah. terribly it's not terribly strong, to be honest. It's that I looked at this and see if you hadn't backed uh, Bremen last week. I had to pick this as my, my value pick. Like oh, just because Engelstad managed to get a draw, against... they had one shot on target and it's bent in. No, I, like, no, that's just. I'm aware pure of fluke. I'm aware of. I'm aware of the circumstances around this. Right, everything points to Saint Pauli comfortable win, and even money's far too large a price for that. They have been, you know, Saint so Pauli haven't been amazing recently, but they're better than Engelstad. However, just back in last week, take them in your banker slot, seeing them draw, and then me. I just think that they, they've got and not the potential to do that again. I just wouldn't touch this because. It's this, the burn you take if they fucking lose again this week. Yeah. It's oh, okay. I, under, I, under, I, under,
2: I understand that, but they're not good. They, as I say, the one shot they had on target went in against Bremen. It was an absolute fluke result. Can they do it two times in a row? Yeah. Of course. Weird things happen. But even money, like, it's just too big. It's just a really good price.
1: It is a good price. I, I, I have the logical side of this. It's great it's just I wouldn't back a team that beat me last it's week just, in the banker's it's, <laughs> like, it's just hinky yeah um, so yeah I'll, uh, I'll take you to my value pick now uh, which I really like uh, and have watched both these teams play recently this is Mert, Mets versus Nantes uh, and I'm going to take note in the away slot here at three to two, which I consider quite a big price for them just now. Um, the reason I'm doing that is not are one of the surprise performers uh, this season in the Liga. Un. They're in seventh spot, two two points behind the kind of fifth place catch in Europa League, and seven points behind the kind of uh, Champions League spots. So they're, they're they're a pretty decent team this season. Um, last week they beat PSG. They were up three 0 at half time. Um, and PSG had an absolute stinker of a game against them. Neymar took one of the worst penalties I've ever seen anyone attempt. A pass back would have more power than what he attempted. Like, do you know that way when you see someone taking a penalty right and he takes that Simon Zaza shit run up from the yeah, what, what, that World not Cup a fan of that and and they start to do that right and the keeper's like you've missed this and the keeper was actually surprised at how shit the penalty was that it kind of like hit him in the legs. So yeah, yeah. He
2: dived too far. He he,
1: too, he expected more of a penalty, right? He, he, Neymar passed it, and it was just dreadful. And the only reason he was taking the penalty was because Messi missed one midweek. Yeah. Like, if Messi misses a penalty, just give him another penalty. He's proven himself. He's not bad at penalties. Um, but yeah, no. I think not are a, a big price here, and they've they've won their last. Well, they've won four out of their last five, only losing to Strasbourg. Mets aren't up to much at the moment. They did get a draw against Leo, but Lille threw the book at them and ended up like their coaches fighting with each other at the end. Their coaches get into quite a funny brawl and that the, the coaches started fighting with each other. They both get red carded and the ref was like, get down the tunnel. And what did they start doing the tunnel? Obviously continued the fight they were having on the touchline. Like he's basically like right boys, just go sort out together. Right. And and they were back Aye. to playing football. Leo were all over them. Uh, they struggled from a they struggle from a mid, another midweek game. Um, coming up, like they were trying to rest folk for tonight and they just had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, you know, Mets aren't up too much. They've they, If you look at their home form, they've lost four out of the last five. Uh, they've only beat Lorient in there. Nolts away form. Yeah, they've lost a few in there, but they're, they're a better team. And I think over even money, and you can get them at three to two, 17 to 11 at Hills is, is a big price. So um, I, I, I'm going to be taking a, a bite out of that.
2: They're six to four on three six five, which is big. Obviously, that's the same as three to two. But just uh, to just to emphasise, three six five with their early pair offer as well have the best odds on this just now.
1: Yeah, and and not and not where up three 0 at halftime in the last game. So if you if you fancy them for a bit of that, uh, but yeah, Dave, what have you got uh, in the value slot for us? Uh,
0: I've got a good bit of value for you. Uh, so I'm in the uh, Premier League at three o'clock on Saturday. And uh, good, tradi- good traditional kickoff time, I yeah, like it. it and it's Brentford uh versus Newcastle, and uh, I love Newcastle here. For some reason, they are 21 to 10. That's huge, it's it's ridiculous. Like base value there. So, uh, Newcastle of 17th at the moment, uh, 22 points. Brentford are 14th on 24 points. So, Newcastle are only two points behind them and they've got two games in hand over Brentford. Uh, Newcastle sit fourth in the overall form table, taking 11 points from the last five. Brentford, bottom of the form table, took one point from the last five. Uh, Brentford's last eight games, lost seven, drew one. Haven't won a Premier League game since the second of Jan. Which is when they beat Stephen Gerrard Aston Villa, as they now know. Um, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> New, Newcastle uh, not lost in the league since the 19th of December now. So the last six league out, uh, three wins, three draws. Uh, there's been six meetings between them historically. Newcastle have won four, drawn one last one. So, uh, yeah, I just don't understand the price. Newcastle, are, obviously, they haven't brought in, I think everyone was expecting bigger names, but I never thought they were going to attract anyone of, like, a massive quality yet, because it wasn't certain that they were going to stay up or anything. But yeah, they brought in, of like, solid players, like Target from Villa and uh, Trippier, even though he's he's out injured now, but... Uh, Gumi Aras looks like he's going to be a player, doesn't he? In midfield for him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the game against West Ham, where Jared Bowen frustratingly hit the bar after I <laughs> backed him to be a an anytime goal scorer. But they look they look relatively solid. Like they were they uh, they've shored up that defence. And yeah, like, yeah,
0: it's a good pick. Brentford have just been on a bit of a pro fall lately, and I know uh, I've, I still don't think Eriksson will be ready to play. No. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they're just massively overpriced. I what think that's
2: like, a big I'm surprised they're not in your outsider slot because it's a really good outsider shot, that.
0: It's only because I've got a higher outsider. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> You've oh got God, a breath.
2: better outsider. I love it. Um If you price them up, I've, like we have no affiliation to any bookie, but I've priced them up at 365 and William Hill because that's where I tend to keep most of my balance. Um, better odds at William Hill on this one, 13.7 to one for the treble. Obviously, you don't get your uh, to-go-payout thing, but how often do teams go 2-0 up and then not
1: win? A lot if you're me. (laughs) That's actually actually like the average path of a game for you, which is why Bet365 is so good for you.
2: (laughs) On to the outsider picks. and um, This is where we try and give you We've the books globally to find something that we like. The bookies have priced up as an underdog that we reckon has a decent chance of coming in. So you get very tasty odds here. Um, my original selection was Nagoya to win away at Tokyo in the Japanese J-League. However, I got an vacation just for starting this podcast. This game's been postponed. Um, not been able to look into why as of yet. But I have a backup one that I was going to talk about in the middle of the show for the Patreons. And I've moved it here. Um, so Saturday at 6 a.m. in the Japanese J-League, the Kashima Antlers versus Kawasaki Frontail. Uh Kawasaki, obviously, big favourite of the show um, after winning the league that last year and being heavily dominant. However, they've lost a couple of their attacking options. They struggled last week to beat Tokyo, the only one 1-0 on the opening day of the season in a game they were heavy favourites for. And they lost a game they were heavy favourites for against the Urua Red Diamonds. Um, the league winner versus the cup winner uh, to begin the season two weeks ago. So they're not they're not as great as potentially they previously were. And Kashima Antlers are definitely a team that will be challenging for the title this year. Um, they won their opening game three one away at Gambo Zaka. That's a really good result. Um, so they're already on the board. In fact, sitting top of the J League by virtue of of getting the biggest win in the opening day of the season. The Antlers are eleven to five to win this at home, which is just too big. Like and it's because Kawasaki won so many games last year. But these two teams are not certainly not with Kashima's home advantage. These two teams are not an odds on away from home favorite and an eleven to five home shot. That's just crazy. So I'll be back in the Kashima Antlers in the outsider slot to beat Kawasaki frontal at odds of better than two to one
1: against Kawasaki it's I, uh, I, I mean I, I, hey, I did anything. it
2: I did it two weeks ago and it worked oh no I'm not I have it, no, criti- I'm no critique odds. of this
1: It just see it sounds so odd you know like because because they were your banker for like 15 weeks <laughs> like just just whoever they were playing but um, what I think is
2: UK bookies have now caught up to that far too late yeah so they're they're now catching up to the fact that last year Kawasaki won all the time mm-hmm. but Kawasaki have lost They've got worse. Yeah, they've, they've, oh, they've lost, lost some team. of that talent yeah. to the UK. Um, with Hatati going to Celtic, and they lost Mitoma to um was it Brighton, Brighton. and he's Brighton. now out on loan. Uh, one of your favourites, Royal Union SG. Out in oh Belgium. yeah, they were they were uh, great. They,
1: what do you see? They won three 0 at the weekend. So, so, th- no thanks them was... because
2: he's injured just now. Yeah, but they they were they were two of the key reasons that Kawasaki were so good and created so many attacking opportunities. They don't have that this year. And other teams have got better, especially the Uruwa Red Diamonds and, and the Kashima Antlers. So this game will be closer. It's certainly closer than the home team being 11 to 5.
1: Yeah, fine with it. Like you've, you've backed against them. So they backed against them a couple of weeks ago and it was good for you. And, and Kashima uh, Kishima are a better team than, than Uruwa, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I take you a lot closer at home. Uh, for me, probably about 15, maybe 10 miles from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, St Mirren versus Hearts at the weekend, and I am taking a St Mirren win at 9-4. Um, St Mirren, as you may or may not know, I've just signed Stephen Robinson uh, 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 from Morecambe, um, or they've, they've just got him in as your manager. I think it's Stephen Robinson, uh, uh, um, or Robinson as their manager uh, from Morecambe. Uh, St Mirren were in pretty good shakes. You know, they, their manager... What, left and take up the vacant Aberdeen slot. Uh, and then there was a whole bunch of shite mentioned about Scott Brown being their new boss. And there was one other, uh, someone else in there as well mentioned it was absolute dross. You're like, Jesus, don't sign like that way. When someone's panicked, like, who do we know? It's a footballer. It's like right now that that isn't the criteria for finding a manager. Like, don't just pick someone who's like 36. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they've, 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 they've took him on. Um, St. Mirren have been pretty good in the last five. You know, Drew with Livy, beat Kelty, beat St. Johnson, beat Hibs away, Drew and Motherwell. Hearts, well, the last five games, they haven't been fantastic in there. They lost to St. Johnson. They lost to Dundee. They lost to Rangers. They drew nil-nil with Hibs in there. Uh, and they beat Livy in the cup, but that was after a nil-nil extra time shot. I just think St. Mirren in here, you know, they played Dundee tonight, so you'll see how... Uh, you know, what, what happens between then. But I think 94 is far too big a price for when you look at the form between the two, you know, the second form team in the league with 11 points versus Hearts who've taken four. Um, I just think it's, it's quite a big price and, and St Mirren, the buddies have been not bad of recent. So I fancy a stab at them at 94. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Morecambe weren't fantastic before he left. They're almost getting relegated. However, um, you know, I, I Saint Mirren's—it's a, a different proposition.
2: Something just says to me hearts should be beating Saint Mirren, but form-wise, they absolutely shouldn't. So you wouldn't be taking really, hearts but, at eight to I here, I, would you? I really? Uh, no, I'd probably just leave this game the hell alone. The same way you you felt about my outsider pick last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't—I can't say too much against it. Yeah, because, because of the form, because of the formula of the two teams. Yeah, and ninety-four nine is a big price. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Dave, take us to some sanity here. move us away from Japan, <laughs> away from Scotland. What you, what you got here?
0: Uh, right. So, I'm in the Premier League again. Uh, Saturday three o'clock again. Uh, it's uh, Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Oh, sorry, and uh, <laughs> I love I like Burnley here at three to one, which is big. Uh, so Burnley. 19th at the moment, uh, Palace in 13th. Again, there's, there's nine points separating the teams and Burnley have three games in hand on them. So if they were to win all those three games, they're on the same points as Palace. But, uh, so uh, Burnley, 10th in the form table at the minute. They've uh, taken six points from the last five, whereas Palace have taken three points from the last five. Um, Palace, not in the league since the 28th of December and that was only against Norwich who they beat. They've actually on a run of uh, six games with no win at the minute, Palace. Whereas uh, Burnley have only lost one in the last five. During, uh, the last three, drawing three games. Uh, decent draws against Man U and Arsenal. Only took a 1-0 loss to Liverpool. I know um, Liverpool didn't have uh, Salah or they could, have beat, they could have beat
1: us. They could have beat us. That day. Weghorst yeah. was offside twice when he could have yeah. comfortably. So they weren't far away.
0: But they uh they beat Brighton uh 3 0 obviously last week. We when I fancy the nil nil draw. <laughs> yeah, they're going and uh, yeah Berlin not lost to Palace in the last four meetings. Uh and they've also won the last two meetings at Sellers Park, uh three nil and one nil. And look you wouldn't touch Palace at nine to ten at the moment sit Berlin, big at three to one. And look, Weghorst has, has come in and done done brilliant. I, there, I know he's a bit of a controversial figure over in Germany, wasn't he? Because he uh, didn't t- didn't agree with vaccines, did he? Or uh, I think they wanted him out, didn't they?
1: Kept Weghorst out. But I mean, did you do we think that Newcastle bought Burnley striker to try and get them relegated so they wouldn't yeah. get relegated, and they've accidentally fucking signed a much better striker?
0: Yeah, like, so Newcastle Newcastle paid like 25 million for wood. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and then Burley like what? on like 12. Mm-hmm. So that's on a better player and my head's like a packet full of money. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. He's also Andy, you'll love this. Apparently he beat Michael Van Gogh in a game of darts this week. No way. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. I don't know how it's come about or where That's absolute class. ...that Gerwin was, but apparently, yeah, uh, they played the a guy with darts. I don't know if it was at the training ground or somewhere, but um, I don't know if they're friends or something because he, he's Dutch isn't he? so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I, know, I know uh, <laughs>
2: Raphael van der Vaart is a big yeah. uh, a big darts fan and plays competitively now and again And into these guys. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, I
1: think
2: I no, that, that, sounds, him, yeah. that sounds great. Uh, if you were to take the Outsiders as a treble, which I wouldn't advise to do, because obviously <laughs> these are speculative picks, you're getting over 40 to 1 at Bet365. 39.95 to 1 at Hills. Um, so we've hit two out of three Outsiders the last two weeks in a row. So let's try and go all three this week. That would be uh, an incredible result. Only one item of business left gents and that's the charity pick um we obviously went two in a row before a mess last week so a pick from each of us one game each combine them all as a treble tenor of our own money on the treble and all proceeds and returns go to a charity of our choosing um which gordo will choose if it comes in because he is backing it again um the, the way the way the way we do this is uh, whoever had the, the worst performance in the charity bet last week between me and Gordo. So I'm on three in a row, so yeah, Gordo's you, turned you to back it.
1: Until, you back it until it's eight, until you die with it, basically. And, and,
2: and I've not even been putting in shite bag picks in order to keep my streak. Like, I had the highest odds pick last week. So um, don't, don't know if I'll be continuing with that this week. Uh, my charity pick is nice and early. I'm hoping to get one on the board pretty quickly. Saturday at 6 a.m. in the Japanese J League, Uruba Red Diamonds versus Gamba Osaka. So obviously, Uruba lost their opening game to Kyoto Sanga last week when I had them in the value spot. But I'm going to stick with them. I like them to bounce back here with a home game against Gamba Osaka because they also lost their opening match and they were at home. They lost it 3-1 to the Kashima Antlers. Last year in 2021, the sides met three times. They ended up with two wins for Urua and one draw. I think Urawa have just got better this year. I think they're going to be a title contender. Um, let's forgive them an opening day slip-up, and I will back them in the charity slot at odds of 7 to 10.
1: Moving away from the shite-baggery into... The speculative. Uh, no, so I, I, I really, I think this is, uh, the reason I put this in my charity here was, I, I find outsiders the easiest to pick. They don't always come in, but I just, I always am erring on the side of that. And I really fancy a draw between Queen's Park and Montrose. Queen's Park, have got a, a draw team.
2: in the charity section. Yeah. Are
1: you an, mad? A draw in Are the charity. You mad? Well, let Well, let me just tell you why. Queen's Park have drawn an insane amount of games of recent... You know, if the if you look at their overall form, barring a two one win at Dumbarton uh, on the the eighth of this month, they have drawn six games. On a like at six games with that in between it, uh, they drew. and Then they they, they lost one 0 to Airdrie, and then they drew their previous game one each. They drew four games in a row, one each to start the year, like home and away here. This is things they just they just seem to be drawing. They're, they've stoked this whole league is what they're doing here. You just, you draw all your games, you finish mid-table, you worry about what you have to do next year. Um, And I just fancy that we get a draw again here. It's an insane amount of draws have been happening for Queen's Park of recent. Uh, Montrose, you know, they've, they've, in their their streaks, they had a big draw-y kind of streak around the end of last year, uh, but they've shored that up now by winning two and losing two. So the average of them is two draws. Um, So, I mean, I just think Queen's Park are gonna draw this game. And uh, I think that getting them at eleven to five to do that again is, is a great, great price in there. Plus this meet is back in the charity. So fucking I fuck you, now get to pick. Just um, draws.
2: I just find draws incredibly difficult to back. Um, because if you're backing the team to win, you obviously do you know what I mean. We're we're not prescribed to look at a game and then tell the result of the game. We can literally pick anything in the whole world. And it's much easier to look at a game and go, I think that side has an advantage, therefore they're going to win. And then there's two options for them winning. One, they win comfortably, as you predicted, or they win a tight game. But for a draw, you, re- you need that luck. Because if it's a tight game, it could go either way. The odd goal here or there. you know. So not only do you need to predict it's going to be a tight game, you need the luck that someone doesn't get a jammy deflection or a jammy goal. That, that's fine. why I'm just not a fan of backing draws. But I suppose that's why you get the big odds of a draw. They're usually better than
1: 2-1. I mean, that, that that's the thing about this, Andy, is I'll take a jammy goal, a spawning goal, as long as the other team's up 1-0 at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I yeah. just... I just think, if you look at the... Like, Queen's Park don't seem to have enough to win games, but they also don't have not enough to lose them. So they'd be they'd be happy with a one each draw here. That wouldn't do them any. That would do They're I mean they're they're beside each other in the league. You know they're third and fourth in the league, forty four points and thirty six points. You know, separated by a few. But that is. I, third get, and I fourth. get the
2: reasoning. I get the. I get. I get the reasoning, and I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's a, you know you're a braver man than me.
1: It's draw time. Anyway,
0: Dave, what have you got for the charity slot? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of your draws, but I am a fan of your odds to book this uh, Trevor. <laughs> so, uh, I am in uh, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. I am in the National League North, which is mm. the league below the National League. So there's uh, no so... way, despite the fact Bet365
2: have upped their early goal payout offer on like over 100 leagues now, this isn't one of them.
0: Yeah, I doubt this is one of them at oh. all. Uh, and actually I could only find the odds on you do better at the minute. But uh, I would they will have them on bets 365 yeah. closer to the time. But anyway, it's uh Farsley versus Kidderminster Harriers. And uh I like Kiddisminster Harriers at five to eleven in this spot. Uh not too far away from me, Kidderminster. But uh they sit third in the table on fifty-three points, whereas uh Farsley bottom of this league only got eighteen points. Uh Kiddisminster, third in the form table. Uh the last four games, ten points, scored seven goals, conceded none. Barsley, bottom, looked up one point from five. Uh Kiddisminster, third in the away form table. Barsley, bottom of the home form table. Uh so Kiddie have not lost a league game. Uh, sorry, they've lost one game since the first of January, which uh and obviously that drew with West Ham yeah. it was heartbreaking in that game it was yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. I watched
1: that full thing it was so the last second Jared Bowen comes in and scores for them, you think, oh it's the, the fans were ready for penalties it was so yeah, it was yeah. it was heartbreaking but they they were good. can they miss they were
0: worth it yeah yeah, um, and then uh F- Farsley haven't won in the league since the twentieth of November, so <laughs> Should, should. I can't say kids are sleeping up in this. Uh, they, they, they're solely focused on promotion now. So,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, Dave, you for me, you name any English town and you say you're going to back them, I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, tonight you fancy Bristol Rovers, they've paid out. It was 11-5. They're 5. Two nil up already. 2-0 oh, up, then. 5. Fancy Port Vale, they're 1-0 up at half time. So I mean, they? Yeah. I, I, mate, oh, and and, and Rotherham are, are 2 nil up. So you're, your coupon's almost in.
2: What
1: about um, yeah, uh, Bolton are 0-0 currently, and you'll be pleased to know that Middlesbrough are losing, as I predicted, <laughs> as in after tack backing Middlesbrough and going, that's the one that let you down right there. So, no, nah, I think it's a good pick there, day. I had a look so at it.
2: You will get Kidderminster odds up now on Hills and 365. Oh, on, on Hills, they're 6-10. to 10, On 365, 8-13, which oh. means the charity bet uh, as a treble is best priced at 365 at 7.78 to 1. We should be a decent return for charity. Yeah. 87 quid.
1: Yeah. Oh, That'll be decent. So I look forward to picking a charity for that. I'll even try and find one, see if it's Queen's Park that are the, the, the guy, well, they're relatively close to me. So I'll try and find a charity around the Hamden area. Should this come in. So, uh, yeah, I think good picks in there. Um And yeah, it's Kinnaminster. I mean, I looked at that because obviously we send our picks over ahead of time. I had a look at that and I was like, how could this team be so shit in this league? Farsley, like, yeah, just awful. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
2: so good. Wonderful. That's the picks. That's the show. Um, if you'd like to join our Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash TrampleBet. Uh, £6 a month to join the Bet club. We really, really appreciate it. Our numbers are growing. So thank you to everyone who's signed up um, and you will get All these picks written down in a handy cheat sheet JPEG that you can just pull up on your mobile phone rather than having to take notes um, of your favourite picks as the show goes along. We also have a Facebook group just there at Strample Bet Podcast on Facebook and get involved in the community there. There's a lot of good stuff um, across a myriad of sports on there. So it's not just myself, Gordon and Dave and the the usual guests talking. It's it's everyone in the community throwing in their, their expertise and their thoughts for the weekend. So, you up
1: picks. I like that from Freddie this week. Just coming in and going, yeah, that's a good pick in there for the MK Dons. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Callum putting a couple in in as well. That uh, Callum
2: Hodger is very. He's got his own yeah. Twitter feed as well. Um, yeah. so if you search the uh, if you search our Facebook group and find Callum Hodger, sign up to to follow his Twitter uh, selections. He's got a very very good Twitter channel. But he publishes all his results similar to us. He always recaps. He never never shies away.
1: Yeah, um, from you've got, you've got plenty of stuff in there as well, and even even you know if, if you see a free bet going or whatever that was, I seen uh, Douglas Robertson had posted as well saying Sky were doing money back. I think it was on City, uh, United, whoever uh, Leeds United, uh, yeah. Leeds versus Man United. Sorry at the, at the weekend as well. So if you see anything, just post to the group and you know chat to folk. It's it's about chatting about what's happening in the the world of if you have a sport we've never heard of, even there was a point used to post about speedway, big fan of that. Uh, you know, any any other and stuff. Ennis it's Lang, yeah. Yeah, Ennis Speedway.
2: Yeah, really good. Um, again, something I know nothing about. Same with Michael Stokes and his rugby. Don't know anything about it, but I've okay. seen enough of his results to just, whenever he says something, just to back it.
1: Aye, that's that. I've said it before. I've got a Betway account just for Michael.
0: he's like
1: I fancy two games in the South African South African right fine that'll go on that'll stay in there I'll see that account at Cheltenham where I will rubbish it for the next year
2: that's where all, all my spurious betting accounts come from so like literally my my main balance sits on Bet365 William Hill and Poker Stars generally and then Skybet and Paddy Power maybe um, I'll I'll use the rest I, I don't tend to use until Cheltenham comes along yeah. that's the reason I have a Bet Bull account like, why the fuck do I have one of them Yeah. oh because they offered they offered like yeah. a sign up yeah. bonus for one of the Cheltenham festivals so that just sits there and obviously Cheltenham's coming up lads and we will see you both in the Cheltenham preview shows and then a Cheltenham show before every day of the racing it's the yeah. it's the busiest time for the Trample Bet podcast is the Cheltenham festival and it'll be great to have your input and we'll obviously have Connor as well, inputting into that. Uh, usually it's just myself and Gordon, so it'll be interesting to see how a four-way Cheltenham discussion goes and whether we can come to any consensus on any of the races or whether we will all be vehemently against
0: each, other. each other's picks, yeah.
2: <laughs> so there's, there'll certainly be lots of options, and as always with this podcast, that's what we're doing. We're giving you options, we're giving you things we think are good picks. It's up to you at the end of the day whether um, they fit your betting, uh, betting patterns or whether you them or not Jets that was really good fun thank you very much Dave we shall see you next week for the recap of what we hope is a very successful weekend
0: yeah brilliant awesome
2: that was the podcast have a lovely weekend happy hunting bye the Trample Bet podcast is produced by Andy Bond Gordon McLarnon, and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network Find the next show you'll love at sport social.co.uk.
0: Sport Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah. Uh,